You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I'm Jordan Love. I'm Cliff Parks. And I'm the Grandmaster back from Board Gaming Mecca in Indianapolis. The Gen Con was awesome. I'm hooked on fines. (laughs) I was like, if you guys would have saw that intro, I was doing all I could not to laugh. (laughs) Yeah, most people like go on vacation, they come back from the beach, they look all tan. They go they go across the country or the world and they have the fluorescent lights can you see the burn? (laughs) You don't look any different. You got a little bit of a glow about you. Yeah. That was awesome. So I'm gonna tell you all about that here in a little while after we tackle the uh the hot new movie. If you wanna say that. <laughs> I'm trying to already jab at Michael, get him fired up. I can feel the negativity brewing in him. Tonight we're gonna to talk about just save your opinion. Because <laughs> we're gonna get a lot of it and I wanna hear it all. Tonight we're gonna to talk about Suicide Squad. Just came out a week ago. And we all some hip rock song that we could. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We've thrown our entire budget, just like them, at all these hot classic rock songs, and we're gonna fill the episode with it. Not at all. But uh, anyway, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about Gen Con, and if we have more time, we'll talk about other stuff. But that's what you're getting tonight. And there's probably gonna be some spoilers because. We want to talk about everything. Yeah. And I will say, knock on wood, since we're, as Jordan pointed out, off air, since we're reviewing a movie, hopefully no audio problems. Yeah. I had a little trouble with the last episode. We're still working it out. We'll see what happens. We haven't even had as many episodes as we have listeners. <laughs> so give us some time, folks. Yeah. I thought we're using a new audio program tonight. We're just, we're winging it. Yeah. We're trying Reaper. This is our first, this is our first. First go of the new program. Michael literally just installed as we sat here waiting. In true Michael Easton fashion, I put a post on a, a Facebook group about podcasting. Anyone familiar with Reaver? One of the comments is, "Is I think you mean Reaper." <laughs> Even when he types it out, it gets it wrong. Yeah. But anyway, let's see what happens. Type pronunciations. <laughs> Michael K. Easton. Okay, so everyone, we all saw Suicide Squad. We've all seen it. We've all seen it. All you you listeners have seen it, I hope, or don't care because we're going to talk about yeah whatever happened in it. Yeah, this is your last warning on spoilers. (laughs) So if you know, you can just pause right here, go see it, come back, or if you'd rather just hear what happened, we'll tell you kind of if we can figure out what happened. And Michael's got that look on his face like, I'm starting to think you didn't like this movie. Yeah, he's like, you guys are going to gang up against me tonight, aren't you? What's new? Like, I'm Charlie, I'm, I'm Charlie Brown. That's, I mean, that's me in a nutshell. I'm good to laugh at and pick and make fun of and tease and. We just keep pulling that football out from underneath. Whatever. I'm holding it, dude. You can kick it this time. I'm going to kick it and make it feel gold. <laughs> okay, so tell us my, then, Michael. What did you think of Suicide Squad? I didn't give a crap about any of these characters, so I loved it. It's DC. I thought you... Yeah, but it's not. I mean, it's mostly secondary char- characters. Um, 
already knew what they were doing with the Joker. and I mean, I've got some input about Joker and Harley Quinn, but from pretty much across the board, to me, it's mostly secondary characters. So it's nothing okay. that really... It wasn't you are the biggest Slipknot fan I have ever seen. <laughs> you have right. posters of Slipknot in your house. <laughs> Who did anyone sit in there going, oh, that dude's going to die? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very predictable. I mean, it was a very predictable movie, but I... It was just fun action. I liked it. It, it was fun. Fun's the key word. That's what, that, that's what I took from it. I actually walked out of the theater and I looked at Michael and I said, well, it was a hell of a lot better than Batman vs. Superman. It's really weird that that movie was supposed to, like, originally when it was first coming out, it was, like, supposed to be dark and whatnot, like what you're mm. getting the vibe of. And that was so much more upbeat than Superman versus Batman. I got to say, that was the best I've seen of Batfleck so far. Of all both movies? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the movie in the 30 seconds he was in this one. Best bat fleck ever. No, <laughs> it. I felt like it was very. It was kind of like just picking up a random comic book and reading that issue. That's the feeling I took from it. Uh, I was perfectly okay with the weird kind of short little intros for each character at the beginning of the movie. The one thing I thought was funny, like I liked the short intros. You didn't have to have this big long backstory. Mm-hmm. But not everyone had equal time. It was like, well, hey, here's the boomerang dude. Yeah. <laughs> he likes pink unicorns. There was some favoritism. So do I. Which <laughs> <laughs> clearly gave us an indication of who the stars and stars weren't. The one thing that I did like was that I found out the killer croc, like, that was all real effects. That wasn't CGI, like the costume and all Practical that. effects. Yeah. But did you still feel like it should have been King Shark? Like, this was a very fifty new 52 that, like, movie. Yeah, I don't feel like that was Killer Croc at all. Like, no. I, that was only Killer Croc in name only. Yes. But it should have been King Shark. Yeah, I'll bite. Yeah, I'll bite that. <laughs> I'll oh, shark bite that. That's it. it just break it down, man. This, this is well, a DC movie. Let's hear it. Was, what was your feelings on Joker? I want to talk about Killer Croc some more. All right, let's do Killer okay. Croc. Is, uh, no, I'm just messing. <laughs> he had whatever. Nothing. He's like, beautiful. Yeah, but uh, just as his. <sighs> Did you notice he licked everything? Pink unicorn in the room, like his ethnicity. <laughs> oh, you trying to say he's black? Yeah, he was played by a black actor. What more do you want? <laughs> some nuance, maybe. <laughs> um, but not like okay, a guy named Waylon Jones. <laughs> but uh, ethnicity of a dude named I didn't Waylon. Think about that. Does Killer Croc ever have like a real name? Like, has he ever had an? Yeah, Waylon. Wait, Waylon Jones. I mean, is that his actual? Yeah, his okay. name. Yeah, because he, he's just a human born with skin condition. Yeah. So he's just a dude named Waylon, dude. And he's normally all played just a human born with skin condition. <laughs> so yeah, he's normally played as. Although there was a story, Brian Azzarello did a story where he wore a pimp hat around and like was in strip clubs and stuff. So uh, he's been played that, that urban before. So I don't know. I didn't have any problem. I like that actor, the guy from Oz, uh, Adewale. I can, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm Mike <laughs> I was over. Adewale, Adewale, Agnoye, Agbaje, something like that. Oh my God. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's cut that out. They, de- <laughs> they definitely had, uh, 
some stereotypes going on. But yeah, yeah. he well, the one the Asian was a samurai katana. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which the one she was straight out straight out of the book. One Latino was a gangbanger. The black, <laughs> Again, the black actor played Killer Croc. Yeah. Wanted to be on CBT. I think it if, was. If there was a Canadian, it'd have been a bottle of syrup. <laughs> All I gotta say is, I the Australian guy and a boomerang. Right. Come on. I, I just gotta say, I guarantee it was in Will Smith's contract that he saves the day. Like that's how they got him to sign off. Well, that's what it. It seemed like the less, the further down the pecking order you were, the less your origin mattered. The less, mm-hmm. just the more stereotype you were. Like, what's the unicorn? Like. That's not a character trait. A That's just like he's a brony. Uh, that didn't mean it's, anything. It was just pop culture. Like this movie's very. It's pop just like oh, look heavy. how weird this guy is. He likes unicorn. There was no backstory. There was no explanation of it. Not that you need a half hour well, origin story of why yeah. he likes unicorns. But my thoughts of things like that. Well, that's a lot of the complaints I've heard. Is things not not even making things not making sense. And when I look at the Marvel movies, and which this is not. But I don't hold it to that. St- the Marvel's set in a very real universe. Mm-hmm. Like, they're very very serious. And mm-hmm. this movie was as comic booky as you could get. Yeah. Like, I wasn't... Expe- I, not, things did not make sense. But a lot of comic books I read don't make any sense. <laughs> and they I don't. have a feeling there's probably, like, actually 15 different edits out there of this movie because they kept changing it and reshooting and like changing it like this is the melting pot of yeah the movie yeah if there was something in civil war that was like okay he did this or he said this and it didn't quite make sense you know i could see holding it to that standard because they're trying to be ha- have logic throughout there was no attempt at logic in this movie so i felt like it like you were saying the, these introductions to characters at the beginning and stuff it was so comic book, mm-hmm. and and I was fine with that. It was like yeah, they literally just sat like they oh hey that's Katana the soul of her brother's stuck in that sword don't mess with her that was literally all we got of her yeah. character her origin her yep. it was someone just said it out loud like how how <laughs> how seventies comic book is that um it was her husband that was stuck in the sword sorry husband <laughs> you didn't do it in your nerd voice or you did. allow it (laughs) but actually katana like speaking of katana for a small part as she had i thought she was fairly comic book accurate like i I thought she looked as good she probably looked her costume looked as functional and as cool as anybody there it just cracked she just had nothing she had nothing to really to contribute like i wish there would have been a scene where she killed slipknot instead of him trying to escape or something like it well that just furthered the for anybody that didn't know how the the task force x how it worked they demonstrated oh we'll blow your head off if you don't but the fact that (laughs) they also said no one climbs walls as good as him like that's all we got of course (laughs) he didn't get a little origin captain rick flag or colonel rick flag but katana like she was uh, Rick Flagg's bodyguard, and I didn't see anywhere where it was like, it, like for her being like a ninja type character, it was always like after the beat, like she was like she'd wait a second, and then she'd be like, like <laughs> she had nothing, she added nothing to the team or the film or no. the storyline or anything. She looked cool, but that's they about had it. to have a reason to get that sword at the end. The reason why, how it got there for Harley to pick it up. 
Okay, that's the only blade that made sense instead of the hundreds of knives laying around the circle of this room <laughs> for no reason. Or she could have broken her baseball bat and used a sharp, pointy stick. <laughs> that is one damn good baseball bat. Okay, well, let's just say it. Harley Quinn was amazing. She was just, I thought she was just Harley Quinn. To what I know of the character, I thought she was just awesome. Uh, and the things like on the helicopter hanging there and mm-hmm. flipping around, that's so shots right out of comic books and animation and stuff. I, I, I thought that was really good. And Margot Robbie was great. I, I was perfectly, I was surprisingly fine with her. Because going into it, I thought, oh... You're never going to make it to the back of the Blu-ray box with quotes like that. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought it was going to go, this movie from, from the first trailer I saw, I thought it was going to go a really, really bad way. As long as you leave out the fact that a lot of things she does doesn't make any sense, along yeah. with every other character in the movie. Like, I'm not grading her on that. No. I'm grading her on being the character. Yeah. And I thought she did great. She, you know, she looked the part, played the part. She was 100% yep. all in. Now, the decisions characters made throughout made no sense, but right. that does not take away from the fact of what she did as an actress. No, I thought her character was great in it because that's Harley. You don't you don't know what she's going to do from beat to beat. She's just as psychotic as the Joker, if not more psychotic because of the damage that he's done to her. They did um, such a good job. I liked the way that relationship was. Uh, I didn't perfect. need, I did not need any more Joker than that. Yep. Because I wasn't in love with his Joker anyway, mm-hmm. but I didn't hate it like a lot of people did. And you could probably <laughs> guess a lot of it's on the cutting room floor. And I'm sure he'll be more of, there'll be more of him in some other movie, but what there was, him just showing up yep. to accelerate her story. Yep. I liked. I the really flashback liked. they did with their history was, I was, just happy to see it. Uh, it gave me just enough information, all that I needed, right there in that little package, and and, and showing just the fact that they. I would have paid preferred. Homage. I would have preferred Rick Flag showing up during the flashback <laughs> and explaining everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is a vat of acid. That the Joker threw her into. But I like that. They, is that all correct? Her origin is that all comic book correct? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Anything that I've. I've read, and there's been a couple different versions, but yeah, for the most part, and I, I like the the homage they p- played to uh, Bruce Timm's Batman animated series with her holding the old costume up and actually showing her with him in the costume. Well, in the one shot from Alex Ross with yeah. him in the suit and her in the costume. Right. Which is funny, like, it looked cool, but that kind of looked too comic booky, where it almost took you a little slightly out of it, where it was like, like, in that reality, did they really ever wear that? Um, if anything, like, I thought the Joker was too sane in it. Like, some of the ways where he bounced around, there was almost too much method to, like, his actions or whatever, I guess. Where, to me, it's, I mean, just like Harley, you you're, you should be second-guessing everything that the Joker is doing, and it was kind of by the numbers of what the Joker was doing. Like, did you think that he wasn't going to kill Common that was the tattoo man? I I don't even know what But it was that didn't even, yeah, that, again. I I swore to myself I wasn't going to complain about things not making sense, (laughs) because they had no, they made no effort for any of that. But it's like, Common didn't do anything. He was like trying to be respectful as, that character was like, Super respectful. Just kind of complimented her. 
So for that, he deserved, you know, I don't understand. Jordan, I want to know, what did you think of his Joker, since you're such a Batman fan? I don't want to get death threats from listeners. <laughs> it's okay, I'll protect you, honey. I'll be your bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hated everything about the Joker. Just okay. hated it. Hated it. Well, did you guys hear the controversy about Die Atwood, the yeah. ninja? Did you? Did, are you guys late on us? Somebody out there didn't. Have you got? Have all you guys seen Chappie? No, I won't see Chappie. No, but I did. I I love Chappie. It's another movie. It's one of my favorites. Did so you see Chappie, what Jordan? would you predict no. the Rotten okay. Tomato score is on that? On Chappie? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. But anyway, some that get so low, I'm not watching. <laughs> So I'm gonna look this is, well, anyway, the the uh, two of the characters that are in Chappie are this music it group. Sounds like someone needs to meet a Chappie of his own to help <laughs> yes. help his heart grow a little stronger. <laughs> learn, to, learn to accept bad movies. Thirty two percent. Okay, but that's you, terrible. But you guys, you guys need. I shared the YouTube video. None of you have probably watched it, but there's. This, I watch like, everything you share, Michael. I I don't know if he's from Denmark or Sweet. No, South Africa, because he's like in the beginning of his rap. It's all about South Africa. But he has a role. Chappie? No. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? In Chappie, there's some gangbangers. Okay. And they steal Chappie to make them make Chappie work for them. And they are played by and they're played rapper known as a girl and guy that are singer and rappers, and they're like rapping dubstep, kind of electronic, cool music. They're all over the place. And they actually are really popular overseas. And the the characters that they play in that movie are almost exactly how they act in all their videos too. It's it's kind of, it's very out there. But anyway, with Suicide Squad, bring it all back home. Bring it all. They're back. saying Here that the director ripped off their style for Joker and Harley. The the, oh, the yeah. watches and the the various artwork and there's different scenes that reference different pieces of them. And because they are two very out there characters. And here's where this falls apart because they're not realizing that this Joker is clearly a juggalo. And not. <laughs> I did not see any Fago pop. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I, I heard him say whoop whoop a couple times. So that's where he was for 90% of the movie. I think. Yes. Gathering with the other juggalos. <laughs> I like, I, I was okay with his performance. I do not like all the tattoos. I, I find that a bit outlandish, and that's another thing they were saying with Die Atwood, if I'm even pronouncing that correctly, is that the tattoos are placed very similar to what the the, the main guy has. Um, but and I, I found it weird, Joker chasing after Harley, because usually it's the other way around. I did too. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I thought that was he was really invested in her more than I expected. But, yeah, it seemed out of character. But I was too. <laughs> I just I don't think they took the chances they could have or should have. I, I read, I don't know if this was even filmed or just in the script or whatever, but uh, you know the editing is a mess because they oh yeah they change it twelve times. But apparently, in the original version, it's more of a abusive relationship, mm. and when they get together, something happens. You know, he it shows him hitting her. And then, you know, when she jumps out of the helicopter at the end, and he saves her life, apparently, 
this makes no sense, but we're not going to talk about things. But, like, he goes and rescues her, and they get in the helicopter, and they get into an argument, and he throws her out of the helicopter, uh, trying to kill her right. in the original version. Which that actually not, makes more sense. Yeah, that but, makes like, sense. I don't know if that makes it a better movie, but it makes it a more authentic you know, she's a battered wife. She is a, mm, yeah. she has mental problems. And they just are like, they're just cute. They're just, they're all those kids together. Like, they just tried to make it more of a, oh, they're just crazy well, in love. I can see the appeal though. Like, if they had done that, I know I probably would have been making a comment about why do we have to sensationalize that? When, why aren't they more, you know, Want to take more of a couple? Why does it have to be a battered? But there was thing? there was that scene right after when she's like sitting on the car alone, and to me that that kind of made the Harley Quinn mm-hmm. character, yeah. yes, because she wasn't in front of an audience. She was, and you know, if she had just been thrown from a plane by the like, you see the wheels turning in her mm-hmm. head, and like, there's real depth there. She's dealing with something, and then her friends show up, and she has to put on the act right. again. I thought that was great. I like agree. that scene could have been so powerful. Yes. And it was, there was a hint of that. Like, you got, like, okay, there's more to Harley than just the, you know, the wacky, you know, fun-loving psychopath. She has some depth to her that she's not showing. But they just kind of wasted that. Well, for those that don't know, listening, that they didn't, you know, every, I myself, maybe not everyone here, but the majority of the people out there love the trailers. Especially the one with Bohemian Rhapsody. And it was just, they went over great. Everybody loved them. Well, the company that did those trailers, they just gave them the movie and said, here, edit the movie. You know, and in, like the first half of the movie, that's who edited the movie was the people yeah. that did the trailer. So a lot of it does not make sense because <laughs> they don't edit movies. Uh, and didn't, know. didn't Jeff Johns get a part? Yeah. Like they, yeah. he went back and changed some stuff. The director wanted it one way. The studio wanted it one way. Jeff Johns wanted it one way. And it just too many cooks in the kitchen mm, kind of absolutely. thing is how it seems to me. Absolutely. But then, it, <laughs> then again, I write a lot of that off to, it's a lot of times a comic book is just like that. You have to just kind of fill in the blanks yourself. I I don't always know what the heck happened. Sometimes till I read a review of a comic, be like, what was, what was supposed to happen there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's definitely how I felt about this. Yeah. This Joker, I, I found that I enjoyed the little Joker emoji on Harley's phone and the outlying threat of him coming in. Way more than I actually enjoyed his screen time. Like, they could have just somehow worked in that he was on the phone and I could have gotten more out of that or he would have been more <laughs> likable to me. That's a the- joker for today's generation. <laughs> I just need emoji. <laughs> the joker virus. Can we talk about the rating for a second? Um, you guys might have saw the post I put on Facebook. Well, it's PG-13. Yeah. Because, and there's like a million killings in it. And, but it's all bloodless. It's just bullets without blood. And that's how they get away with it because violence is not rated mm-hmm. anymore. It's only sexuality that get, gets the heavy ratings. In America. Yeah. In America. And I, I we like violence. We don't I, like sex. And I certainly don't have, <laughs> I don't dwell on things like that, but we have an epidemic of fathers <laughs> and then they, someone may be listening to this that use their children as an excuse to be able to go to the movies and see these and say that they are, it's a superhero movie. Let's just go. And mm-hmm. they really push the limits of the ages that of children they take into this. And oh my gosh, like yeah. I saw 
a kid that couldn't have been six sitting mm-hmm. in there. And, and it's per- disgusting to yep. me. Like, what kind of parent are you to expose your kid to so much violence? We hope you're a parent that doesn't listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think you need a wake-up call. I will say, go back on a story and, um, from a previous po- I don't know if I told this on a podcast or not, but uh, when we all went to go see Watchmen at the theater, is I actually brought my son Jordan because I completely forgot about part of it. And as soon as that part started to happen, I grabbed him, took him out of the theater, and took him home. Good. That's good. Viola Davis just executes like four or five guys mm-hmm. because they're not cl- you know cleared to have whatever information they were just involved in. And fine. In a rated R movie. Sure. You know, please. Or if I can accept even, I'm willing to go. To go you know, I'm not o- for over-censoring things anyway. So, you know, PG-13, but... Nobody under 13 needed to be in there. And Well, uh, these are the same parents that will take their children to it and then immediately go home and get on Facebook and then complain about the fact that <laughs> the movie wasn't meant for kids. Right. It's like, what it were you thinking? It has suicide in the title. Yeah, you saw the trailer and how much violence there was going to be. Yeah, it was colorful. So and it had one of your what? favorite songs. Do we need another rating because... You know, this is the same rating as, you know, Iron Man 2 or what, like, like, <laughs> the reason why it's rated PG-13 needs to change. Well, the, what, well, that's, that's another issue. Like I was saying, it, it gets, sexuality and violence are skewed in like, rating system. Like, I think system. if it has over-the-top violence, it automatically should be rated R. If someone's being shot in the head, point blank, right. it should be rated right. R. Right, bloodless or not. And the second... Thing. I, I agree with what Jordan's saying. I think it should be a hard PG-13. You have to be 13 to get into this yeah. movie. That solved the problem, mm-hmm. you know. But but people can take their kids in in R. You can you buy the ticket, take them. And at the same time, part of the problem lies in the way they shoot those trailers and stuff too. Because like throughout the whole movie, it's brightly colored. There's neon lights everywhere. Oh, you know they did everything they could to Pink not unicorn. get rated R. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to get every... Well, you got to sell you, toys. The money is not in a rated R movie. Mm-hmm. It, you The ticket sales go through the roof, and they did for this movie because it's PG-13. Yep. That, your audience opened way up, and I'm, I'm done preaching about it. I just <laughs> Somebody out there, if it gives makes you think for a second to get a babysitter and just go see this movie with your friends or whatever... Do it, please, because it's irritating to me. I can't concentrate on the movie when I'm watching some six-year-old looking at this stuff. I'm thinking, oh, that kid is screwed up now. They're going to turn out like Michael (laughs) Cage. Trust me. I watched a lot of bad stuff growing up. I know. And there are kids, like, every kid's different, too. Because I've got a friend with a kid who's like, she can handle it. Like, she's cool. Like, she knows what's going on. (laughs) She's cool. Like, but as a movie, I would not take my nephew to. Right. That I know this kid would have no problem with. So, so you know, impressionable or yeah, something. Yeah, there's you know. different. I, I agree with that. You get, you know what you got? I think any kid at six, though. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's always like the 10 o'clock showing. They bring the oh, yeah. into. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this was nice. There's always layers it's of 945, bad parenting. I yeah. went. Yeah, it's always layered bad parenting. <laughs> now, you brought up Amanda Waller's character. Um, I thought that was dead on Amanda Waller. I did like, too. that's. So, Amanda Waller, like, in the Arrow TV show, she's sometimes Amanda Waller, sometimes not, where this was dead on Amanda Waller all the way. She's a ruthless, cold-hearted, whatever it takes to get the job done, she's going to do it. 
I I was a little bothered by that executing people. Yeah, like, I I don't know as much about the character, but like, yeah. But like, you know, she's kind of a hero, right? Like, mm, what, what, not uh, really. No. She's a, she's a government this, agent that does what are it, it's the end justifies the means. Her actions were right off the comic book page. Okay. So just like killing even, killing for American government. Workers. I mean, we're talking about a woman that's back down Batman. Whoa. So he wouldn't even show up for us the movie. That's right. <laughs> like I, I really feel like that was Amanda Waller dead on. Okay. Like she is a cold hearted. But they didn't. The movie didn't do a good job of showing that. Like they just made her cool. Like look how cool she is. Like not they, like. <laughs> she noticed you, no one should rent? be a, like the, this movie said nothing. It had no. <laughs> I'm trying not to get wild. You came in here thinking that we were going <laughs> to care if it said something. But like <laughs> I may be incorrect, but did nobody save her at the end? Am I correct in that? If you think I know how Save that ended, her, I know. Because she was like picking up the check when she went out with Bruce Wayne. Yeah, oh, when she, she was the, trapped by the, the thing in her head, like upside down. Oh, like, yeah, she just. Kind they of never showed her like that. again, mm-hmm. so it was like no one gave it. Well, then she was fine when, she, but I mean, it didn't show anyone like picking her up, saying, "Oh, no, no. Okay, so what about Deadshot? <laughs> what about Deadshot? <laughs> Will Smith. I did not care for. I I I was fine with what was. What was happening, but that's not dead shot. Not dead shot. The only thing that they got right was the whole daughter thing. Oh, that, that was, was Will it. Smith. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, totally. That's that's what he does. Yeah, that, I mean, he was a in the movie. He was Will Smith. He was. Yeah. He I was like Will good, Smith. Yeah, he was the good <laughs> and, Will Smith. And I had no hangups. I don't know crap about <laughs> Deadshot, so I was Deadshot like, okay, I like is, Will Smith. <laughs> he is supposed to be suave with the ladies, but I mean, my son was like. Who he was, was a, old enough to see that movie? Well, it was he just liked his hat when he was pimp walking <laughs> yeah, down the street? Yeah, like total pimp. He Nick's all about hats. He'd love to be able to pull up. I was like, you can't pull up that hat. You're, it's like you're not Will Smith. It's like don't don't buy a hat like you that. You got to grow a beard first. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah. as you know, I I I could see I would bug you if, if it's a character you really know like that, but you know, well, I, I didn't have that you know baggage to go with it. it was, actually, the only thing that bothered me about his character because he's kind of played off like a. Not he's not a good character. Obviously, he's an assassin, right. but he's a a good bad guy. You know, we're supposed to no, like him. No, he's... they're they're bad because they said it a bunch. Oh, okay, that's how true. they kept saying and reminding us that just we're because the bad I am a bad guy does not mean I am a yeah, bad they didn't, they didn't, guy. They don't really do anything bad, or like we don't see the actions that show us they're bad, but they right. tell us they're bad right. quite a well, bit. Well, the the thing I didn't like that he said said when he's talking to his daughter, and she's like say, saying how mommy says you're you know you kill people, and he's like. Well, she's lying. You know, she, he's like, just blatantly says that the mom is lying to her, basically. And I'm like, now that, I didn't like that. That just really, you know, as a parent, you know, I'm just like, but, you know, I guess an assassin might say something like that. To my knowledge in the comic, he never sees his daughter. He always sends her stuff because if anyone were to find out he has a daughter because of the line of work he's in, she would be killed, and all her family would be killed. Well, I've heard there's some so story elements that, yeah, that they that include that include her daughter that from the comics that would be interesting, and I could see them doing something else with his character, and you know, if, if, you could totally see there being a Deadshot movie. Now. If anything, Deadshot had too much heart in the movie. He did. He, he totally. Oh, I did. believe that he, it was, he, it was not the Will Floyd, Smith has too much heart. Yeah, he was not the <laughs> Floyd Lawton that I know, but. And Deadshot in the DC universe, Deadshot's a pretty big villain, mm-hmm. um, just across the board. So, I, 
they were trying to sell these people as anti-heroes. Yes. You know? I, one thing I did like was how he's staring at the white mask and Harley Quinn's asking him about it. He's like, <laughs> every time I put this on, people die. I'm like, so why did you take it off ever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and You're- also, I, I think... It's like, what did it matter later when he put it on? I, I kind of know it doesn't. It doesn't matter. If it makes sense. But he puts on later after he had already stood there and shot like a hundred people without it on. I'm like, okay, now you're gonna put the mask on. Somebody's gonna die. Who else is gonna die? The bubbly people. Which like, I like that was the one thing that took me. I was like, is that oh. what you look like on the inside? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's the Power Rangers because that's it was the like, first thing I thought of. <laughs> It was a power, you're fighting Power Ranger villains. Because they didn't even talk. Like, that was where they got way or like, oh, we can kill these people all day. And until, like, they should have never, ever, like, even said they were normal people. Yeah, again, they didn't have to take a risk. You can just kill these respawned monsters. Like, if they had to kill a wave of, you know, U.S. soldiers who'd been possessed or something, like, there would be some moral thing you'd have to deal with. Deadshot, you know, just trying to be a hero and a good guy to his daughter and doesn't kill women and children. Like, it just they took the easy road on everything. There was nothing you had to get over to like, can I really like this guy even though he does this? No, he was just cool and funny. <laughs> this and we didn't like... there was nothing on our part we had to oh, yeah. embrace or reject or this should have been done as a military type movie. Like cuz I mean that's what it was. Is a military ops is going in to save the day and they have powered people with them. Yeah, so is it worth you know, is it worth dying and killing to save the world, like there's something we would have to. That's where deal with. that's except that's where DC, what they're doing is different than what Marvel's doing. They would have to change their entire movie universe to do something like that. It's just a monster. It was, yeah, it would be way too serious. They are as comic book as they can get. I, I the things I little things I notice is like the policemen are al- always as Batman policemen as you you can see just like out of dark knight rises they've all got the gold striping around their cuffs they're all this new york's finest you know yeah. i'm like this is just comic book all the way i like that though i like that they they're committed yeah. to it they're like this is what we're gonna do we're not gonna try to be serious have a military mission and you know it's got to be just jokes and fluff and popcorn popping off the screen now the one character that i wasn't very familiar with was the enchantress which I just, I did have to laugh when she was freaking dancing, when she was like doing the magic mojo and she's doing this thing with her <laughs> arms and swinging her hips back and forth. And I was like, oh, does that make the magic happen? <laughs> I heard people saying if you really compare plots, this is a lot like Ghostbusters. She's Ooh. like, <laughs> she's the possessed. She kind of looks similar to, yeah, I could see that. The original. Now, I, I'm, I'm not heard you guys say anything about the, where they addressed who killed Robin. There was something about that where it was. It flashed across the screen at some point that yeah. it said, Harley it had said been accompli- an accomplice. She was an accomplice to the murder of Robin. And I had to, I had to read somewhere about it to find out more details. Well, David, yeah, David Ayer, yeah. the director's comment was that this was, you know, Joker killed Robin. And Batman smashed his teeth in. That's why he's got the grill. Mm-hmm. He locked him up in Arkham. And then, and that's when he got his damage tattoo. We get this all off screen described by the director. And because he Again, was so... Big Flag should explain this. Yeah, like, yeah. He could have just said that. The Joker's missing teeth because Batman knocked him out. And I want to know... Where now on with your film. <laughs> hot, no, dogs, I, I, hot dogs are in the lobby outside. <laughs> 
Please yeah. turn off your cell phones. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know whether, and so they are glossing over a lot, or are they going to address this in the solo Batman movie? Are they, ever, are they going to go back, or is it going to be like it kind of looks like DC movies are chronological? You know, they're kind of flowing one into the other right now. I did like the beginning of it where they referenced Superman. Like I thought that played very well into the story. Yeah, I mean, I. That's that makes the most sense to me. Just keep going in a straight line. Yes, you've skipped a lot, <laughs> and you're, and, but they have the Wonder Woman movie that's set in World War One. Well, yeah. that's different. Yeah, I thought that that worked. Like this is these characters are a reaction to Superman. Yeah, right. Like we started with Superman. Well, what's the next step? Yeah, what would the well the next do? step is like, if if Superman somebody like him comes back, we better release a murdering guy with a boomerang. <laughs> Because he could help us. It only makes sense. It took forever to watch him actually use those boomerangs too. Like, and he did not use them very often. He drank uh, beer more than anything. Yeah, and played with his tiki unicorn. Your boomerang rarely leaves your pocket either, and you carry it around with you everywhere. Well, it's because it's so big; it's hard to get out. <laughs> yeah, uh, some of these characters were very underdeveloped. I. I was okay with El Diablo. Uh, he 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 seemed very again right <laughs> off is the his wife thinking like she's like she's like look at this money and drugs you brought this in her house and look he's sitting there he's got he his face is tattooed so much crazy crap what did I you thought think you worked, this guy I was thought doing you worked at the bank <laughs> yeah. they, what did you think this guy did do you not know Latino women they don't take no crap apparently not I was like this guy's got teeth. Tattooed around his mouth, and like, yeah, he, he might be into something. Yeah, he was right off the uh, right off the new the new Fifty Two Suicide Squad number one. Oh, this really? was El Diablo. I mean, they just took him and put him right in that movie, and no explanation. Here he is, and which they never even like really explained that. Evidently, he's a brother to the Enchantress and her brother. Cause oh, she called, really? she referenced him as brother. Like, why are you fighting against this or something? Wow, I, mean, I don't know any of that. Yeah. Okay. Mama, right. I, I I love it when you guys make me second guess myself. <laughs> no, but I'm pretty. No, sure, I'm second guessing like, the filmmakers. Not yeah. you. I'm pretty sure yeah. she turned around at one point. We're surprised like, that they locked. knew that. If it, we, we believe you know that, <laughs> because he grows as big as the her brother. That was a cool scene. That was something I didn't yes. expect. I thought that was a nice take on things. For all, for the for the lower tier characters, I think Diablo was the best. I think that guy was a great actor. Like it was a very cliched story, the gangbanger and, you know, trying to reform his life. Like, I'm just trying to get you there. Yeah, he didn't have much to do, <laughs> but I thought that character was the best out of the bunch of uh, I just, lower I just want to spend the rest of the hour quoting Will Smith the whole entire time. Uh, that was one thing I want to talk about. The Joker. Can you quote a line that the Joker had from that movie? I just remember when he put his hand over and it had that stupid <laughs> thing. <It was> like, <laughs> That's what I remember. Like I can do fifteen Jack Nicholson quotes. Obviously, I've only seen the movie once, but like Heath Ledger stole the movie. Cesar Romero, even. But like this Joker had nothing memorable about it. Oh, that's what my that's what Nick was telling me. My son, he was like after the movie, he's like, I did not like the Joker. And he wants to like rewatch Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, that made me think how good he was. And I was like, good boy. I was too busy <laughs> trying to read all of his tattoos to really listen to what he said. <laughs> yeah. And part of that may just be the whole Jared Leto thing. 
all those mm-hmm. stories yeah, about you're, behind you're, the scenes. Like, that just rubbed me the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, we're already so set up to not like it. I was him. just like, ugh, come on. And I wanted to know, where was Rick Flagg's bionic hand? Isn't he supposed to have a, a bionic still oh. hand? He didn't explain it, so I don't, I don't oh. know. <laughs> and I didn't know he was a southern bayou, whatever backwater yeah, was, town he crawled out of. A little weird. Uh he was all for America. Off-putting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What about the credit scene? You even remember it? It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like our world's greatest detective had it to go cra- ask for some files. <laughs> it just cracks me up. Every time you see him, he gets more lighthearted. Like, he was just so dark. And it's just like, it's completely reversal and it's driving me nuts. Oh, I know what stuck out to me I didn't like. And that's just, I just... I'm not into this. That Amanda Waller likes steak, evidently. <laughs> no, didn't even notice. I don't like. I don't like this new Flash. I like Ezra Miller, but he is just not big enough to be no. a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a lot of nerve saying something like that. <laughs> but I'm not trying to play the Flash. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm not impressed at all so far with this representation of the Flash or Barry Allen or whoever he's supposed to be and and the costume they're saying i read something about like he's stolen parts to make the costume from nasa yeah it didn't make any sense it's not how the flash has an aura around him that does not he doesn't need a suit so it's called the speed force look it up (laughs) (laughs) you didn't see that people he closed his eyes that's when he's serious when he's explaining something so, have we ripped it apart? I will give it the credit it's due, which I read in a review that reminded me and made me think of this, that Marvel movies all look a certain way. They're very sterile. They're very, you know, every scene is on a, a helicarrier yeah. that's mm-hmm. just steel. Like, Marvel movies, as good as they are, they're not visually nearly as interesting as these DC movies have been. They don't have the contrast turned up quite as well. So, much you, as you've DC. been calling it comic booky a lot. And yeah. like the, the set design, the, the, the visual look of everything, I think beats Marvel hands down. Like it's just way more interesting world that they've created. And I think that's why I actually enjoyed it so much from an artist perspective. It was a lot to look at and it like kept your attention. Oh yeah. It's the, there, but they, have that to work with because of the world they've chosen to use. Yeah. Marvel has went totally clinical and sterile, mm-hmm. and that, and it, there's a lot to gain by that. You get a lot more serious, rich story, and I like that. But I totally agree; it, re, it results in muted tones. Yeah, and yeah, the visuals completely. Different. Yeah, they're two different things, and I'm glad we're getting both. You know, both ways. I again, I went in ex- after the reviews I heard, expecting to not like this movie at all, but of it. Went and watched it, and it was just exactly what I expected. There were things I didn't like, but I what I was like, what what did we really expect out of this movie other than what we got? I was better than Batman versus versus Superman. Yep. You got that right. So and I did not leave the, right the movie pissed. That's for sure. Yeah, and that that was my bottom line coming out of it. I wasn't ticked off. I wasn't. I didn't have a whole bunch of gripes. I, I was just like, okay, it was a fun movie. Um. It certainly had some highs and lows, but overall, I would, you know, 
I, I've told people already, go see it. Um, absolutely go see it. If you're a comic book fan, especially DC, you know, go see it. <laughs> I, I like the shout out to the building. It was, uh, is it Ostrander? John, John Ostrander, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I didn't hate it. I can, I'm, I, you may not have gotten that from my reaction tonight, but I just, I, I wish it had more teeth or it had something more. Oh yeah. It just, I said, it went by the numbers. It was what we expected. It was by the book. You're dealing with villains. You could have gone darker or, 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 I said, we're dealing with, you know, got the government. We're dealing with prisons. We're dealing mm-hmm. with, you know, there's things you could have said. There, there's, there's points you could have made. And they didn't bother even trying. Even if it was ham-handed of like, oh, look what happens to prisons in our country. You know, well, they're yeah, like, abused by the guards. Like, just, but it, just like the main guy that was running Bell Reeves. Like, they hinted around, they showed a little bit, but they should have showed him being this sadistic, crazy, like, he should have died during that movie. He would have, he should have been so bad to them. And but the they Ike never, character yeah, you're talking yeah, about, yeah. Yeah. they never took it there. So yeah, th- what does does prison create more villains, or does are you a bad guy? You know the nature of good and evil. Like there's yeah. anything, any little morsel that to have some kind of depth to it, and they just didn't bother. Or even the Harley and Joker stuff, like just some sort of that gives they give a little more depth to her and her madness. I just I wanted more. So a sequel, hey, they if they try a little harder and you know have a little more leeway and know what they're doing ahead of time, this seemed a little rushed. Yeah. A little Sounds forced. like they're making tons of money, so I'm sure. <laughs> oh yeah. A sequel. Oh yeah. They've already planned a Harley movie. Yeah. Uh, that's so I think. Yeah. That's what. That's what your sequel's going to be. It's going to. Yep. Going to be just more focus on her and you know whether Will Smith wants to be involved in that. But I mean, that's with the Suicide Squad. That is the one thing because it it's always a rotating cast of characters. It's like. Villains yeah. doing what they're That's told. I wish they would have killed some more people off. Like they yeah. only killed the one guy. Well, I guess Diablo went too. But like, like yeah. Jack, take, take Jack Courtney's career. Yeah. Does it depend on being <laughs> boomerang again? Yeah. <laughs> well, and like there was um, well a, a, a character like Boomerang though. That's somebody that's probably going to show up in the Flash somewhere. Oh yeah. You know they're they're not going to kill him off yet because he is a major Flash villain. Oh, okay. Um, there's a rumor that Eastwood, um, is his name Scott Eastwood? Is that right? Oh, Clint Eastwood's son. Yeah, he was supposed to be Dick Grayson, but he, I assume he died when he planted that bomb, like, it went off two feet in front of his face, but Dick Grayson could escape that, but there was some rumors that he he was actually Dick Grayson. Yeah, that character seemed like there was more... Yeah. To him, but the, the, we didn't see, or they left on the cutter and floor. Yeah, or there, something. Are, there definitely was more for an actor, a known them. actor, and a character they sort of acted like was important. Yeah. So hopefully, I, what I'd like to see out of a, a, a Harley movie or another movie is Harley has had other relationships with other characters besides like the Joker, Poison Ivy. like Poison Ivy, <laughs> like Deadshot. Um, yeah. The I'd like to see him kind of develop that and maybe if we're going to go with harley uh, as a character and a main character not just the sidekick then let's delve into some of that stuff but yeah like i mean in a nutshell it was a fun ride yeah and i'm okay with it i'll I'll, I'll watch another one it's something i could watch on sunday morning and and not have to think too hard about it all right okay 
So that's that. So we should have like some kind of like um, um, star wait. system, like that we come up with like oh um, okay. uh, a rating system. Yeah, like oh some kind gosh. of like out of five or out of six or something. We, we need, need to go more. like out of five hundred because it's uh, we need more nuance. Yeah. We need like a bigger number. <laughs> Uh, you think about that. I'll get back to you guys. <laughs> okay, so I think we'll just finish here with talking about Gen Con. Let you know how that went. That's If you don't know, that's the big board gaming convention in Indianapolis. They've had it every year for a million years. Now, when you say big, how many people do you think were at uh, that con? Individual, separate people, 61,000. Oh, yeah. Um, turnstile, like 200. Is this at Lucas... Oil Stadium, or it is also now. It wasn't last year. It was just it had always been Indiana Convention Center, uh-huh. and it, last year after it got so big, big, it spilled over into Lucas Oil Stadium, and well, that's where they put True Dungeon this year. And if you haven't heard of that, is where they try to make an actual, you know, Life quote size. unquote dungeon. You go through uh, example. Let me. Well, have you guys ever heard of the escape room or escape room? Sure, yeah. Same, yeah. Right. Have you ever done anything or seen anything? No, um, but I would, I've always wanted to. There's one in Parkersburg. To. There's yeah. one in Parkersburg. I, Is there I, really? I want to do it, yeah. I didn't know. They're, they're <laughs> popping up everywhere, yeah. all yeah. over the country. I hadn't heard a lot I've been it. stuck in a lot of conversations I wanted to escape from. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> basically, uh, it, escape room is like they put you in a room and yeah. you, know, you have to figure out clues they've left around to figure out your way out. It's just puzzles, a fun part, party type thing with friends. You go in there and try to, you know, pay a fee. And, and it's timed, typically. Yeah, it's timed, yeah. yeah. And you, uh, depending on probably how many people you have, probably how long you have. And that, they had, they had a board game version I bought while I was there. Mm-hmm. And they had an escape room there that we didn't do. But, um, True Dungeon is a lot like that. It's only, it's D&D themed. It's based to those who know what I'm talking about, it's uh, based on Dungeons & Dragons 3.5. And the way it works, we had never done it. We decided to try it this year. And you go and they give you, um, you pay it, you know, buy tickets in advance. They were, it's probably the most expensive thing to do at Gen Con. But they give you some tokens, basically your weapons. Uh, you, know, you have like, get like 10 tokens included. And you go in a room, it's a, can be a party of eight, nine, or ten people, and we were, you know, it was just me and my son. We met seven other people, went in there, sat down at a table. Everybody kind of decided what kind of what character they were going to be. Uh, my son was a wizard, and I they needed a uh, another fighter, so I was a barbarian. I was like, I'll do anything. I don't care, you know. Um, and everybody just kind of traded tokens. What do you need? They gave me some big weapon because I was the big guy, you know, and they. We, if I had something magic, I gave it to a magic person. And, and then after you sit there and do that, somebody comes in and writes down all your stats. And then you go to the first room and you, some of the best cosplay, which first off, Gen Con, I almost started snapping pictures and just to see how many Harley Quinns I could take a picture. <laughs> and these were some ragged Harley Quinns. Let me tell you. I saw one cross the street. I wanted to, like, go the other block, you know. <laughs> but there was also some really awesome cosplay there. But that was absolutely the most popular costume. But anyway, the a uh, some really great cosplay of monsters and angels and all sorts of things in the, the dungeon. But... They kind of tell you what's going on. You go in, and, and 
what was neat about how it worked is where when I will play a role-playing game and present a dungeon, you know, which we don't necessarily do classic dungeons in our game, but you present them with like a puzzle, a problem to figure out. You might say, here's a drawing of a table and you have to crisscross this chain and it can't overlap on itself and you have to figure out exactly how it would fit for some, for whatever reason to get out of the room. Well, in this, it's an actual chain and there's a table and there's, you've got nine people and you don't know all of them and you have to work together and you have a time limit and the chain can't touch the table and it's hard to figure out. And it, it was just, it, you had to work together was the biggest thing. And it was like, people really like, you weren't nerd. People had to get over themselves real quick, uh, you know, and just have fun. If you wanted to live through the dungeon, you know, you would lose points if you didn't figure something out. It was, it was just so a fun in, time. In a way, it's all, it's kind of similar to like LARPing where they're like, yeah, except you're not dressed up. We don't, well, you, know, you can, yeah. I'm sure people can yeah. dress up. They, they made a point saying this isn't LARP, but people do come in here dressed up yeah. as a party, you know, and go through, but we just went through it with a, lighthearted attitude didn't care we just wanted to make it through of course we didn't beat the final they take it seriously some of them this is a that for some people that do this every time there is a true dungeon because they have to create unique ones for each of these conventions or people know how it's going to go so they'll you know just like a cub scout would earn a patch and something they'll earn stupid patches to put on their thing that they went through this dungeon Anyway, it there was. There is no such thing as a stupid patch. <laughs> I disagree. But anyway, we had a really good time going through and uh, trying to figure out the puzzles, and they were like life-size contraptions and things that you had to figure out or hold this thing or everybody press this button at the same time and m- mixed up words and things like that. But it was fun. Did you get to hang out with Will Wheaton? No. I don't Did think he, he was there. He wasn't there this year. I saw him there last year. Did he have a game there or something? Last year. Okay. Anyway, so these Gen Cons... I heard you came back with a few games. Yes. Gen Con's <laughs> unique in respect of if you go to a video game convention or something like that, they mostly announce things. They'll announce what's going to come out for the rest of the year. Gen Con, this is it. This is gamer christmas we're coming out with it now this is where everybody congregates we're selling it now you know so if you want the hottest thing and what's coming out this year it's here right now so now i want to know who you had to step over to get one of 30 copies of a game <laughs> it was did that, you hurt any children no no it was well he was a barbarian he just moved them <laughs> yeah, out of the way yeah, did yeah you hurt I, any I, others there was one game i you know, you kind of have to pick what you're really going to try to get because some games you're not going to get. And one of the hottest games there, I had sent a picture to these guys, was called Last Friday. And it was, you know, a slasher type game, themed game. And it just seemed really, you know, I'm all about theme to the games, make it interesting. And I it's like, I got to get this. Well, apparently everybody else needed to get that too. And there was a huge line at every door and... There was just, I'd already decided there's no way I'm getting it. But when they opened the doors, I ran in and everybody else had went around and made like a nice line and I just ran. <laughs> so you were one of those guys. I didn't know. I just ran towards the cash register. So I go in and they're like, some guy's like, no, 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 no. You have to go around there. And this guy, luckily this guy in front of me was like, 
well, we didn't know that, you know. And he's like, okay, stop, right there. And he didn't let anybody else come in that side of the booth. So there was like four of us standing there at the cash register and 300 people lined around that booth not looking at us very happily. <laughs> you could have caused a riot. It was great. I snatched up. I wanted to, I almost wanted to bring that game back the next day just to carry it around and show everybody I got it and they didn't. I could have turned around and made, you know, 300 bucks yeah. off that board game, but I, I wanted it. You, you know, might have so. got a beat down. So what the, just to let you know what that game is, you know, I talked about, uh, letters from Whitechapel at one time where it was a hidden movement game and you were looking for Jack the Ripper. This flips that on its head. Now the the slasher is hidden, but he's chasing you, and you don't, you know. So you would have to move and try to get away from him and hide in a cabin or you know, look for. There, there's a lot of steps to it, but it's it's going to be fun. I think you'll like it. Sounds it's good. not officially themed with the Jason no, movies. No, no, it's no. Just no. Sort of, nope. Just, just looks like it. A pastiche. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's just a little homage to that. This uh, is last Friday. Yes, last Friday. But it's not like Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. No, no it's <laughs> oh, not. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. I was confused. <laughs> I'll tell you about one more game, just because it was kind of a surprise game I, I picked up and liked um, by Asmodee, which is like the one of the biggest game publishers around. They had a game called Captain Sonar that I heard some buzz about, and I went and picked up a copy, and it is like Battleship on Acid. It's, it's. You yeah, had me at acid. We, yeah, we played that the other night with the family. We had enough people to play it, and you really need like eight people. But you put a huge screen up in the middle of the table, and you have four people on each side, and you are each, um, operating a submarine, and you're in a battle. You have two captains sitting across from each other, you know, saying like which direction you're going. And then the next person's the first mate, and they are, earn each with each movement you earn um like sonar or drones or mines or torpedoes as you check these off with each movement meanwhile you're also taking damage the next person is marking on their screen what damage you're taking and they if you're trying to earn torpedoes they probably don't want to give damage to your torpedo system and then the last person is the radio operator and they're the the those both of those guys are on the other side of the table and they're trying to listen over everyone yelling and hear what the captains are saying because they have to try to figure out on their sheet what the other cap where the other captain is on the map where that other sub is so they just chart a course on a like a clear piece of plastic over it dry race and they can slide it around there might there's islands on the map and you're like okay they went west but there's an island there they can't go there so they have to like slide it until they find a route that makes sense and it, it, we had a blast the other night. I, you'd have been there, Michael. You'd have loved it. They were just screaming and yelling at each other and having a good time. It was fun. I know. My wife came home and was telling me all about it. And JC beating up on her mom. Yeah. Oh yeah, we we played we played a ton of games that night, but but that was one of the highlights of the trip for me. So the one thing I I, I crack up is. Uh, our our niece JC looks at us, and anytime we play a game that involves lying, she like tries to guilt trip me. Like, you wouldn't lie to me. I know you would tell me the truth. You won't lie to me. <laughs> yeah, but, we, we played a game that, where there was a lot of lying going on, and she was not happy with her mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I heard. But her that. mom still lied to her. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about it. We came. I came home with twenty. You know, at least twenty games. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we're going to have a blast. Now, are these games, are you able to demo these games while you're there? Or Yes. That's yeah. the, that's is there a lot of game playing I'm, going on, or yeah. is it just vending and yeah, buying? There is... There are huge halls of people, tournaments, all, you know, of course, magic, of course, you know, but a lot, that is just a small percentage of the whole thing. Tons of tournaments of all popular games. Yeah, I've known people who've gone to like Heroclix tournaments yes. and you go there for the whole weekend and you're oh, yeah. in different heats and different this and that, but yeah, so there's a lot more just, you can just pick up casual and learn some new games. Yeah, at, all the vendors have booths and the convention hall is enormous. Uh, you can't, it's really hard to see it all. You couldn't see it all in one day. But you just walk up, these people. What you all, do if you go in the side door and just sneak past everyone? Can, yeah, you can just you do can. that. Get by whatever, leave, get beat up. No, they, but they have, it's really nice. All, they just, they really go all out. It's, you know, with quality, but they'll have booths set up. All these games are displayed. Games that aren't, aren't out yet, but they'll still have them, have them there and they are demoing them. They're like, as soon as you want, you sit down, they're going to show you how to play the game. They're going to walk you through the whole thing with your friends or whoever else is sitting there. You get up, somebody else comes down, and there are literally thousands of tables like that with your, every table has a representative of the company, of the company walking you through it. And it, they're just awesome. They're, and this is, well, obviously it's the number one spot for games, but that's where a lot of indie games come out. No, like, yeah. It's it seems to me like a lot of the games you get are like indie type games that are. It's not a game that you're going to go to Walmart or something. You're not. Buy. A lot of these things are getting more mainstream. You're starting to see them at mm-hmm. uh, Toys R Us is carrying things, and uh, Books a Million at the mall carries a lot of these types of games. They're usually you know several months or a year behind whatever these new games coming out, but more and more I'm seeing them pop up everywhere and. You know, people are buying and finding out there are a lot better games than Monopoly out there. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's a real high quality event, and we we're definitely going again next year. It was hot. Play it on us. Where where can we find you, Cliff? Uh, well, first of all, you can find me a couple of different places. Actually, uh, on Facebook, uh, I am at facebook.com/slash mmv cliff c l i f f uh, you can find me there. You can find my other podcast, uh, the Mickey Bars podcast, over at uh, mickeybars.podbean.com. And then, uh, of course, the Kapow podcast. We're, we're reaching out more and more, trying to be in more places. So uh, Google Play, iTunes, find us there. Just search for us. Uh, over at uh, on Podbean, kapow.podbean.com. Uh, the website, www.youdownwithkpp.com. And then uh, also on Facebook again, just uh, search for the Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Michael? You can always find me across Facebook. I'm there like a virus <laughs> posting every second of the day. Uh, you can also, uh, find me at second to none graphics.com. Um, for those you don't know, I, I do a little bit of art and, uh, graphics and, and things of that nature. Um, and as well, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, you look for Michael Case and you're going to find me really easily on the, the web somewhere. Uh, I think that's everywhere. Uh, my biggest one's uh, Asylum Comics on Facebook, facebook.com slash Asylum Comics if you're in Marietta. It's a good comic store. 
or my writer page, uh, Low Words Official on Facebook. That's where I post all things that I'm working on. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love comments. We'd love feedback. You know, if you've got something you want us to plug, you know, let us know. We'll we'll scratch your back. You scratch ours. Come on. <laughs> and I don't want to be found. <laughs> <laughs> or tagged. Yeah. No, I, uh, go to the Kapow page. You got something to ask me, put it on there. Still, like, it still cracks me up because I like tagging and posting people. And every time I have ever tagged Seth, he has always untagged himself. <laughs> except for the one time where I was talking about him beating me and running my, uh, mileage. He loved that tag up there. It's like a fun game. It's like a schoolyard game of tag. Like, you try to tag him and he goes to get away. Yeah. I'm like, well, we had that whole episode saying quit. Liking and posting all this stuff, and I was like, now he starts tagging me all of a sudden, <laughs> and everything. But I'm ge- I'm getting a little bit back because now people that listen to the podcast keep tagging me in Al pictures. <laughs> <laughs> keep them coming, guys. I love Al's. Yeah. Yep. Well, we understand that if you don't see something we post because Facebook tries to hide it from you, you know, if you really want to see everything we put up there, we really don't flood your Facebook wall with anything. If you, you know, there's the whole process. If you look up how to mark a page as seeing it first as one of the things you see, pick your favorite things, click on the thing to see it first. You'll see those things. You won't miss anything. And then maybe you'll see the posts we make, which are few and far between. Yeah. Michael doesn't run the Kapow Facebook. No. Account, so <laughs> you won't get spammed with constant. And uh, we would posts. really like it if you would interact with, you know, when we post an episode, but you listen to it, tell us what you thought, what things you want to know, what would you like us to talk about? What's your opinion? We'll answer a question, you know, it. Yeah. Cause at this point we're kind of just guessing what everybody likes and, and I, we hear like. things personally. We know people that listen and things. I hear comments. I like this. I like that. Talk about another game or talk about this. Are you guys going to talk about this movie or here's a subject, you know, what's the best superhero movies or what's this or that, you know, they give us ideas, but we're trying to get more ideas, you know. So, yeah, for us to grow, we need your help. <laughs> and you need us, and we need yeah. you. We're it's still going to a, it's a ta- wonderful symbiotic. Yeah, we're still going to talk about what we want to talk about, but maybe you have some ideas. Maybe you know something that we want to talk about. <laughs> the more you know. As always, I am the most illustrious. Michael Monel Easton. I am Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I am Seth Offenberger at the Radishes Broadcasting Network. <laughs> <laughs>